At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. Those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Monday morning to you. It is Guessing Lines, week six. Looking forward in the National Football League. Gil Alexander, glad you could join us. VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio. VSIN, of course, dot com I mentioned. And of course, uh, don't forget YouTube TV. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada alongside my Mishbucha, who runs the South Point Hotel Casino here on the tip of the strip, Chrissy Andrews. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you. Uh, a, a tough day for you yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very bad day. What, what killed you the most yesterday? Uh, Green Bay Landing 3. Uh, that, that didn't help. We had a late rush on uh, Tampa Bay. You know, I guess we had a little prayer early, but that was thorough domination yeah. on their part. Those were probably the biggest. Um, then last night, you know, all, you know, last week on this show, I told you how I liked Buffalo. I ran that game at two and a half when a lot of the market had three. I ran at two and a half more than anybody in the world. And they kicked off, and I still needed the Chiefs for like this much. Mm-hmm. You know, the the – the public overpowered everybody on that on that game, and they were they were one hundred percent right. Um, so Saturday though, weren't, didn't you? Have, did you have a great day, or because there was outright upsets, you didn't? Uh, Saturday we had a decent day. I mean, we we escaped Saturday. We made a little bit, not much, um, but it was one of those days where right from the get go we were fighting from behind all day. Uh, Texas was a big decision for us. We needed Texas. Um, you know, I thought we had that one in the bag, sure you know, did. just from the, it just, you know, it was one of those deals where fighting all day wound up at the end of the day, you know, like made a little bit, 
you know. And uh, when I talked to Michael Gone late Saturday night, he, you know, I told him what our figure was. He says, "Wow, you actually made money because <laughs> I told yeah. him the sides we needed. We lost a lot of games, but uh, you know, Alabama." That upset really helped quite a bit. What a Saturday of college football. That was, was a great Saturday of college football. But, you know, going back to Thursday, Thursday we had five games. We had one NFL game, two baseball games, two college football games. We lost all five. So the the weekend started bad. You always have live stuff going into Saturday and then, of course, Sunday. And it was yeah. just it was, it was a bad week. I, I can hear the streaming of tears now oh, from everybody yeah. listening. Always cry for it. We're, oh. we're, the, we're the biggest bunch of whiners in the world. I've said it a million times. <laughs> All right. Don't cry for us. So for those tuning in for the first time, this is a tribute to the old uh, Stardust show of the same ilk. Uh, I'm in a cocoon. I'm guessing the lines of week six. I don't know them. I will guess them. Sometimes I will be embarrassed by what I guess. Chrissy will tell me afterwards what he's going to post. They're not up at the South Point behind us quite yet. They will be after the show. Literally, we go through this exercise, and then Chrissy puts them up. And, of course, in that process, we go through each and every week five game from yesterday um, and review it all, the good, the bad, the ugly, survivor, teasers, all of it. Uh, let us begin. Jeff Parles is here as well, producer number eight, producer number five. Jeffrey, good morning. Good morning. Let us begin with Thursday. Yeah, Thursday night, the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road in Philadelphia against the Eagles. And we do have buys this week. Yes. The Jets, the Falcons, the Saints, and the 49ers are on buy this week. Jets and Falcons, I guess we should talk about that first yesterday in London. Do that we was have a, to? That was a long, between the London game at 6 a, 6.30 a.m. Pacific all the way through the lightning delay of the Chiefs-Bills game. That's about a 16-hour day of football. No, 15-hour day of football. That is whew, it's a lot of football yesterday. But that's why we love it. But uh, the, the Jets yesterday, just the ending sequence of that game, they fall behind 17 to nothing. And then Robert Solid down two scores. That last sequence kills me where it's like, just kick a field goal. You, you, had a, yeah. you had a shot with 52 seconds left to kick a 51-yarder. Then you had a shot with 35 seconds left to kick a like a 31-yarder. Just kick the field goal and give yourself a chance. Instead, he like runs it down to 17 seconds before they take a sack, and they end up kicking a 49-yard field goal, which is great for those of us who had Jets teasers. Don't get me wrong. But it just didn't seem like the way to play that. Well, and even the announcer was saying, boy, I'd go for the touchdown here. Really? Why? You, you know, you've not been paying attention. People figured this out about 10, 15 years ago. No, go for the field goal, then try to get the ball back. Anybody who's played Madden. Anybody? I've never played Madden, but that's what I hear. Anybody. Anyway, uh, so those are two of the bye teams. Uh, they will take their bye after the London game. Not everybody is taking their bye after the London game this year, by the way. Some, oh, teams, have, right? yeah, some teams have opted not to do that. It is the team's choice. All right, so Thursday again was Tampa Bay at who? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. So Tampa Bay, as we just talked about, Chris just alluded to, Tampa Bay uh, ends up beating Miami and ends up beating them thoroughly in this one behind Tom Brady, who goes 30 of 41 for 411. Five touchdowns, no picks, sack twice. Buccaneers win it 45 to 17. Total flies over 48. Tampa Bay easily covers the 11 in the end. It's the eighth career game for Brady with five touchdowns and no picks. That's the most ever in the history of the NFL. By the way, it's his first career game ever. Imagine at this age, 44 years old, his first career game ever where he threw for 400-plus yards and had five touchdowns. They outscored Miami 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Like you said, it was 
you might have had a shot with Miami early, but by the end, it was ridiculous. Fournette, 12 for 67 on the ground at a touchdown, four catches, 43 yards. Antonio Brown, seven for 124, two touchdowns. Evans, six for 113, two touchdowns. Godwin, seven for 70. A 33 to 17 advantage in first downs. The Bucks were eight of 11 on third downs. They had 558 total yards. 558. Plus two in turnovers, 3707 to 2253 advantage in time of possession. You get the idea. Domination for the four and one bucks. And then there's Philadelphia. Philadelphia beats the Panthers in the end. Jalen Hurts, 22 of 37 for 198. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Nine carries, 30 yards, two touchdowns as he kills the opposition with his legs. Devontae Smith, seven catches for 77 yards. Not much to say about Philadelphia other than. I have, I've maintained, how do, how do I couch it with Philly? Some people want to make them into that worst group of NFL teams, and I've resisted that from the beginning. I'm not saying they're winning a Super Bowl, but they do have the ability with Hurts to really um, sneak up on you. 21 to 18, they sneak up on the Panthers and win that game. All that said, Tampa Bay is going to be a very big favorite. I will say six on the road. Well, you're a little light. It's I see one six and a half with a lot of juice on the favorite, but almost all sevens. Uh, my power ratings come to seven and a half. Um, I think I, I I prefer seven. You know, seven and a half is like an automatic take in a spot like this. So I prefer uh, seven. That's exactly what I'm going to open. By the way, I did have a, a tweet from a guy, and he made a really good point. I, all these years that we've been doing this, I always mention QBR. I haven't been mentioning it oh, this year. Yes. Uh, really, part of it is because you do such a thorough job, uh, you know, your forensic analysis my, of the, the day before, your yes. autopsy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, just to mention, uh, Tom Brady, 80.5, which this is on a 0 to 100 scale. It's pretty damn good. And then, I mean, we'll talk about, there's, we have all year to talk about Tom Brady. It's just incredible what he's doing. And uh, I was surprised that uh, Jalen Hurts was so low, 31.1. Ooh. Yeah, so hmm. not, I think they... Um, they beat a team that, um, you know, we have to talk about. It. I think maybe I had a little overrated and then, you know, miss, missing Christian McCaffrey and some other things. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I think seven's a good number. That's what I'm going to open. All right. And throw Philly into the group of so many NFL teams that from week to week are very, very difficult to figure out, especially when a, uh, when a betting line is involved. What's the first on Sunday morning, Jeff? <laughs> if you thought this week in London was bad, get ready for this. Dolphins, Jaguars. Oh, that's a London game. Back-to-back London. Yeah. Jaguars where they're most comfortable in London. They always play a game in London. The 1-4 Dolphins against the 0-5 Jaguars. Enjoy, England. Jacoby Brissett in that loss to the uh, to the Bucks. 27 of 39 for 275. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. Miles Gaskin was his uh, major help. Five carries for 25, 10 catches for 74, two touchdowns, as I mentioned, a 33 to 17 disadvantage in first downs and a 3707 to 22 53 disadvantage in time of possessions, a time of possession rather minus two in turnovers. That snapped the streak yesterday did of 26 straight games for the Dolphins with a takeaway, 26 in a row, no takeaways yesterday. And then there's Jacksonville. They're the second team in NFL history now to lose 20 straight. The other one, for those of a certain age, you will remember the expansion Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 1976 and 77 when they went 0-14 and 0-12 to start their second season before winning the last two games of the season. Uh, The Jaguars are also the first team since 1962 with zero made field goals in the first five games of a season. That's unbelievable. Say that again? They're the first team since 1962, the Jaguars, 
with zero made field goals in the first five games of a season. I did not realize that. That's 59 years of football. That's incredible. Trevor Lawrence, 23 of 33 for 273, one touchdown, one pick, sacked twice, seven carries, 28 yards, and a touchdown. But apparently uh, they can't sneak a six-foot, six-inch quarterback at the goal line. Yeah. That's not And line up in shotgun with uh, uh, no running back. Uh, James Robinson, who, again, Urban Meyer discovered miraculously two weeks ago, 18 carries for 149 at a touchdown, 454 total yards in defeat for the Jaguars, um, losing yesterday to the Titans. They were minus two in turnovers. That game didn't end up being close either. I'll say it's Miami. I mean, it's in London. Yeah. It's Miami. It's Jacksonville. I guess, you know, I said Miami minus two and a half. I couldn't quite make it a field goal, but I didn't really know what to do with this. Well, it was three up to a couple minutes ago. And just as we're, just right as we're talking, uh, Tua Tagovailoa. I'm oh, sure I pronounce that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like he's going to make his start. Oh, okay. So I don't know that so that different. affects your number. It I would. mean, it would affect it mine. It would, for sure. Uh, but meanwhile, I'm looking back at yesterday's numbers. Again, we were talking about QBR. Um, Jacoby Brissett was better than I thought, 58.8. Mm-hmm. And um, Lawrence, where am I at with Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence? And he was in the uh, 31.8. But anyway, my number, my numbers come higher. I just think this Jacksonville team is, you know, really bad. And the Dolphins, I think, ran into a buzzsaw yesterday. I hear, I know we're running out of time. Uh, I, my power ratings come to six. I'm definitely going to open three and a half. And if I see it higher, and I do see three and a half, I, I might open four here with Tagovailoa starting. I'm, I'm going to write down four for now. Hmm. Yeah, I, I said it would affect my line. It would. It would put it at three. Not yeah. It wouldn't affect it tremendously, but yeah. Well, it's three and a half, but I think I'm going to open four. I think you know, okay. Jacksonville just looks horrible to me. All horrible. right. We'll guess some more. Those two games aren't that fun. We'll come back. Guessing lines on a Monday morning here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews here as well, Jeff Parlay. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the uh, feedback. Clint Steely. The world would be a better place if every NFL game was managed with the cerebral cortexes, I guess he says. Cortex, plural. Cortexes. I didn't know that one. I don't know if he's pluralizing it correctly. Of Kevin Stefanski and Brandon Staley. Oh, yes, we'll get to that. Billy Boy LV. uh, Gil, I know today's guessing lines. Uh, You're going to try and squeeze a pick on the show or tennis or no time? Yes, I will have tennis picks. Because we have buys, we have time. So we'll give uh, I'll give out three tennis picks today. Three. Let's see what happens today um, at the at Indian Wells, which has not been as good as the U.S. Open in terms of the numbers manifesting. Let me just say that this has been much choppier. But I do have three tennis picks. We've got to talk about the fight this weekend as well. We've got to talk about the quadruple header in baseball as well. What a day it is today! We do get a second quadruple header. Fadi Bahura, good morning and happy guessing lines Monday. Tell Yolanda that, he says. <laughs> I saw that one. Tell Yolanda that. Uh, John Fitzgibbons, Gil, so many we bet on this stuff candidates. When is that going to be on a T-shirt, by the way? Cincinnati Green Bay was a kicking fiasco. Last few minutes of Minnesota Detroit qualified. But I'm a survivor. But the biggest might have been MLB. Hope you have had time to touch on Boston Tampa Bay and today's quadruple header. We'll get to it all. A nice tweet here from the uh, charitable gambler. Also, he's been tracking our first reactions yeah. on guessing lines. Yeah. And that's the thing about this show, you know, because there's some people, oh, I gotta, the lines are all out there. What do you mean the South Point doesn't have mud? What do you mean you're, you don't know them? Uh, that's the point of the exercise. It's our first reaction to it. We sit in our authentic bubble here and do it. And that's the point of the exercise 
to find value that way on first instinct, and it has worked out so far this year. So thank you, charitable it's worked gambler. Worked out for a lot of years. Yeah, for a lot of years. He said five and two the last three weeks, blending the numbers and the initial handicap. This week's episode about to start, and then uh, Den Degen Southern Jet. Sure, the NFL is great, but Gil, I'm seeing a lot of tasty plus money in the WTA today. I love guessing lines, but you're our Prince of Pen. Uh, our Duke of Deuce, our Viking of Volley, our head honcho. Don't leave your tennis faithful out in the cold. I won't. We will have tennis picks coming up. Next game, Jeffrey. Monday morning. Or excuse me, Sunday morning. Well, now we're now we're back to our regular uh, regular slate of games, and we start with Houston at Indy. Houston at Indy. Houston started that game yesterday with an 18-play, 79-yard drive to go up 7 to nothing, And I believe, Jeffrey, you called it the greatest half of coaching in the career of David Culley. And it probably will stand that way for the rest of the season. (laughs) He went for a couple fourth downs, didn't he? Went for fourth and two in his own end. It was incredible. Followed his gut, as he said he would. They went way up in this game. Texans did over the Patriots. Was it 22 to nine? 22 to nine. Patriots scored the last 16. Davis Mills, though, 21 of 29 for 312. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Chris Moore, five catches for 109 and a touchdown. Chris Conley. Three catches for 84 and a touchdown. Anyway, you know what happened. New England ends up winning it, 25 to 22. Couldn't quite get to the finish line, and New England survivors survive. I was going to pick New England and survivor, but then the offensive line by the end of the week was decimated with injuries and COVID concerns. Four of their starting offensive linemen didn't play, so you, you couldn't. It would be irresponsible, I thought, to play the Patriots. Patriots survivor players get there anyway. Texans are in Indianapolis. We haven't seen Indianapolis yet. They play tonight against Baltimore. But this has to be, despite Houston playing a good half of football, and a good half in change, by the way, Indianapolis is going to be a big favorite, I would imagine. I'm going to, I'll say seven and a half at a minimum. I'll say seven and a half. I'm going to guess I'm light here. Uh, you're way light. <laughs> it's uh, 10 pretty much everywhere. Whoa. My power ratings come to 11. Wow. Uh, and that could be a little high, but of course we got to see. I'm going to open 10, you know, sight unseen tonight. A couple things. Last week, you know, what we, I, and this is on me, I failed to mention Houston, or more correctly, uh, New England was a home dog that had gone to a road favorite. Yes. I should have pointed that out. Yes. I did not. A mea culpa on my part. The other thing I want to point out. David Mills, who I know virtually nothing about. Davis Mills, yeah. Davis Mills. Uh-huh. There you go. 81.1 was his QBR. <laughs> it was, I mean, that's like Brady category. Davis, you know? Davis Mills, who was a good, you know, a fine enough quarterback at Stanford, but really like the buzz on him to be a draft pick happened like in the in the last yeah. hour. Yeah. You know, you're like, wait, wait, Davis Mills is going to be the third quarterback drafted? What? When did this happen? Yeah. Sort of thing. He not third, but I'm, well, he yeah. played really well yesterday with, yeah. uh, you know, without um, you know a lot of help. Well, theoretically, but you know, you gave some numbers that uh, yeah, a lot of played a lot well. of those players played well. But credit Davis Mills. Anyway, I'm going to open ten. So uh, let me just say this, and we haven't seen the Colts yet again. They play the Ravens tonight. I don't know that the Colts should be favored by ten over everybody. Over uh, I don't know either. Yeah, um, and even I'm looking at the total, relatively low, forty three. That's yeah, tens a lot of points for a total forty three. You know, like I said, you know, power ratings. Some guy tweeted me one. What good's your power ratings if you don't just open that number called right? Power ratings is a place to start. Right, that's what it is. It's a place to start. People got stuff to say. Oh my god. Next, hopefully, you have enough time for this one. Green Bay at Chicago. <laughs> oh no, 
So I'm not going to do a whole like Rams Seahawks autopsy like we did on Friday where we went like blow by blow with the Michigas of that game. But I do have to say something about this Green Bay Cincinnati game yesterday. Green Bay wins it in overtime 25 to 22. If you miss this game, I don't even know what to tell you because there'll never be anything like it again. First of all, Aaron Rodgers started the game four of nine for 33 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. He finishes as he is so accustomed to doing 27 of 39 for 344, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice, 11 total touchdowns and one pick during the Packers four game win streak for Rodgers. Rodgers. Aaron Jones, 14 carries for 103 yards. And Devontae Adams, you just might as well put a string between Rodgers and Adams. Yeah. 11 catches for 206 and a touchdown. 466 total yards. Remember, it went to overtime. The Packers now 23-0 and straight up in the regular season under LaFleur when they win the turnover margin. They were plus one yesterday. But here's the Michigas I was talking about yesterday. So if, if you miss this, it's hard to, it's hard to even imagine. So Mason Crosby misses a... Extra point in the second quarter. Let's start there. Bengals were up 7 nothing, so it maintained 7-6. to six. And then, you know, Mason Crosby had a Mason Crosby stretch where he made a 44-yarder in the second quarter to put Green Bay up 9-7. to seven. Then he made the extra point uh, in the second quarter to put Green Bay up 16-7. to seven. Then he made a 44-yard field goal in the third quarter to put him up 19-14. to 14. Even made a 22-yard chip shot in the fourth quarter to put Green Bay up 22-14. to 14. Then, starting with 2-12 left, in the fourth quarter, Crosby misses a 36-yarder. 36-yarder that could have put Green Bay up. Then the Bengals, with 26 seconds left in the game, in the fourth quarter in regulation, Evan McPherson misses a 57-yarder. Okay, you know, so what? You miss a 57-yarder. By the way, then the Packers get the ball back, and they get within field goal range, and Mason Crosby misses a 51-yarder. So you're like, all right, well, at least it was two over 50 after that one Mason Crosby miss on the chip shot. This can't get crazier. Oh, yes, it does. Goes to overtime. Crosby misses a 40-yarder with 8-12 left in overtime. Where you say, oh, this is, and by the way, that was after a pick, so they could have won the game with it. Missed it. Then Zach Taylor on fourth and one at the Green Bay 32 with 4-19 left in overtime sends out McPherson to kick a 49-yarder. Instead of going for it, he misses then, fourth and one at the Cincinnati 32 with two minutes left in overtime. LaFleur says, Crosby, why don't you go out and kick a 49-yarder? He ends up sinking it for the win. Five combined missed field goals from the 2-12 mark of the fourth quarter to the end of the game. It's the first time since 1991 where you had four straight missed field goals in the final three minutes and overtime. They're at Chicago, Justin Fields, and the Bears somehow beat the Raiders. We'll get to it more when we talk about the Raiders. But Fields was 12 of 20 for 111, one touchdown, no pick, sack twice. Khalil Mack, eight tackles, a sack, also sacked Carr on a two-point conversion. Green Bay's going to be a favorite here. Uh, I guessed five and a half. I put it in no man's land. I didn't know where else to put it. Power ratings come to seven. Mm-hmm. It's four and a half, pretty solid. I'm going to open five. I, I'm with oh, you. I, nice. I'm not very impressed with what the Bears did yesterday. Again, QBR, uh, Rodgers, 68.6. Fields, 26.2. Yeah. So pretty bad. And they, one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that was not an impressive win, I don't think, by the Bears. No. Not that it was that impressive by the fact, but real quick, Ryan Growney, <clears throat> the general manager, walks into my office just as, like, the Packers have the ball. Like, What's going on? I said, well, we're trying to keep this Packer game off three. Oh, well, uh, well, that doesn't look good. I said, no, but they just missed five straight field goals. He said, <laughs> 
What? I said, he was just, just incredulous. What are you talking about? I said, Brian, I'm telling you, you, you can't, you've never seen anything like this. And I think your stats would confirm that. You've never seen anything like this in your life in NFL football. They missed five straight field goals. And of course, they make the last one to put us right on three. It's incredible. The Bears are three and two, by the way. I know. And I have no I idea how. Yeah, believe me, that was, I looked at Jimmy last night and I Bears are three and two. They're three and two. We'll come back. More guessing lines. Tennis picks. Yes. We'll talk baseball. It's a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hi, it's Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, Jeff Parlay. You're right. The, uh, the, the gentleman on Twitter was right. Uh, we bet on this stuff. That should be a T-shirt. Never has that been more apropos than in this NFL season. Because you, I, I, we were talking beforehand, and we'll get to uh, Minnesota and how most of us got through in Survivor yesterday. But just think about it intuitively. Think how hard Survivor is, where you are tasked yeah. with picking one team, one, to just win a football game. That's your entire, your entire task in, in Survivor and how difficult that is. And then you think you're going to win at this, betting five against the spread every week? Come on. What are we doing? Though we try. Oh, Yeah. Though oh, we yeah. try. I talked to some guys, you know, they would look all, all these statistical analysis and this yeah. and that, you know, you know, can't get one until, what do you do, wait till week 16 to make your first bet of the year? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> Is you that know? what's going to happen? You, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, that's not our he's, life. He's like, know? yes, as a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> yeah, okay. What is next, Jeffrey? Sunday morning, week six. Kansas City and Washington. What about the Chiefs yesterday? Ooh. The Chief, By the way, this is two, two and three teams. Would you put the number at Kansas City and Washington meeting both at two and three in week six? Kansas City gets housed by Buffalo last night, 38 to 20. In a game that was every bit that much of a, of a margin, really, quite frankly. Mahomes was 33 of 54, 272, two touchdowns, but he had two picks. Sacked twice, eight carries, 61 yards. His biggest uh, help was Nicole Hardman, actually, in the end, nine for 76. 
But the Chiefs allowed 436 total yards of offense for the Bills, and they were minus four in turnovers. So, you know, that'll do it every time. But I I will say this about this game, and I I said to Jeff before the show, I was like, was it because we had a London game early and then we had the lightning delay that by the time the second half rolled, like what what were the forces that made you sort of just want to go to sleep? One, those of us who had the Chiefs were on the wrong side. That's the first first reason. Two, it was a long day. But three, the officials got so involved in this game last night that it was virtually unwatchable. And the, the most egregious example of that was when Casey cut it to 31-20. to 20. Remember in the second half, you were like, all right, they're down 11. You almost have the full fourth quarter to play. And then there was this sequence where the Bills had it 3-9 at their own 16 with 12-13 left. There was a phantom hold on Buffalo after it looked like Buffalo had gotten a first down. And then the next play, 3rd and 17 at their own 8, there was a roughing the passer. That should never have been a roughing the passer. And then the Bills went ahead and matriculated the ball down the field, 38-20. to 20. Katie barred the door. It got to the right result, but in the most ridiculous kind of way. Even Al Michaels was like, really? Are we, are we really calling that? Yeah, I remember that play. Washington loses to New Orleans. Taylor Heineke, 20-41 of 41 for 248. No touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked twice. Did carry the ball five times for 40 yards. Antonio Gibson, 20 for 60 and two touchdowns. Humphreys, Adam Humphreys, three catches for 73 yards. But the, the biggest play of that Washington game was the Hail Mary to end the first half from Jameis. And that was kind of the deal. Washington had their chances, but once that happened, they were always behind the eight ball. They lose 33-22. to 22. Kansas City will be a big favorite against Washington, who's secondary. I have a buddy of mine. I don't know if you have a buddy of this, uh, a buddy like this in Pittsburgh. But my oldest friend and my best friend in the world, Tommy, we've known each other since we we're six years old. And we're, we're so for over four decades, at after Washington football team games, we always have a phone call. And, you know, it used to be when we were kids, we would do it for an hour. Now it's like 90 seconds maybe, and we're out. But what did we say yesterday? It's just like, this secondary is terrible, and the front line doesn't really generate enough pressure to help them out, and it's out of nowhere. Like this, is the same, mostly the same guys from last year. What's going on with this defense? We have no explanation. There's really no explanation. Not like they're older; they're a young, up-and-coming team. You would think they're not very fun to fun to watch. Quite frankly, I'll say Kansas City minus six. Uh, that's exactly what my power ratings come to. Uh, but I see six and a half as the number. I'm not going to dicker with that for half a point. But dicker. I, <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. That's right. We, we still, we don't, we, we got a lot more. That's one That's square. one square. Uh, QBRs. Uh, Mahomes, 48.2. Under five, under 50. 24 point, 24.8 for Heineke. Um, you know, I did, you know, I, I have what I admit is a very rudimentary grading system. Kansas City, the 10th best team in the league. I think that's kind of accurate. I think it is, too. I lowered them quite a bit on my power ratings. They're just not playing all that well. Wasn't the biggest thing about last night's game is that not only did the defense do exactly what you thought they would, which is be really bad at football, but even the offense looked like everything, like they're going to have to keep up with Buffalo. Yeah. And you didn't really have the confidence that they could. Yeah, and I looked at total QBR. Now, we're, we're through week five. You know, Mahomes is still at the top of the list. But I, but yesterday was not one of his better performances. And, you know, Josh Allen thoroughly outplayed him. No, no question about it. 
you know, and I know, uh, and matter of fact, we had a tweet about a guy. We're talking about Justin Herbert maybe being the best young quarterback. He's said, I don't know, it's Josh Allen for sure. I'll tell you what, that's a conversation we can have. It's it, pretty it, close. Does Buffalo now become the AFC oh, favorite? Yeah, you know, I again, I did my power ratings. I should have them up here. Uh, they're they're clear of everybody right now. I think I have them two points better than anybody else. Yeah, they're two points better than anybody else. That's pretty significant in the NFL. I'm sure we'll see that reflected in the betting numbers as well. Yeah. Jeff next. I don't like any of these so far in terms of uh, value because I don't want to bet Houston. I don't, I don't want to sprint to the counter. You to sure you don't want to bet David Culley? I'm pretty You're positive? Sure. Pretty sure. Back-to-back covers who would have to be, too? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, Vikings and Panthers. Okay. Survivor. Vikings. Kirk Cousins. Got it done. 20... Thank you. 25 of 34 yesterday for 275. A touchdown, a pick, sacked twice. And uh, what's that man's name? Alexander Madison. 25 carries for 113. But a massive fumble lost at the end of this game or close to the end, which we'll talk about momentarily. Justin Jefferson might've kept this, might've kept the Vikings here in this game or ahead in this game, single-handedly seven catches for 124. Everson Griffin had two big sacks. So the Vikings were up 16 to nine in this game and they were trying to milk the clock to basically leave a minute 20 left for the lions to try to go downfield for a touchdown. They would have no timeouts instead on a third down play. Alexander Madison fumbles. It looked like his forward progress, quite frankly, should have been whistled dead. But as with everything in this league, everything is officiated inconsistently. And nope, no whistle. And they strip him of the ball. Yes, I get it. He shouldn't have been stripped. Should be more secure with the ball. But the Lions get the ball short field. So the Lions score a touchdown and go for two. Shout out Dan Campbell. And they get it. Get it. So with 37 seconds left, all of a sudden, all of us who had the Vikings in Survivor, and yeah, again, I switched from New Orleans, from uh, New England to the Vikings because of the New England offensive line woes. This was one of these games where the Vikings led the whole way through, but I even texted uh, Mikey and Todd and E, I-, I should wait for the end of this game to text this, but if we get through with the Vikings, we should all feel fortunate because the Lions have have had numerous opportunities to get back in this game. And for whatever reason, the Lions just can't seem to get there until they did with 37 seconds left. But then in five plays, Kirk Cousins goes 46 yards in those 37 seconds. And with three left on the clock, Greg Joseph sinks it from 54 and the Vikings get through 19 to 17. Hit that destiny's child as many times as you want. They're at Carolina here. Carolina, we meant. Thank you. Lost to Philadelphia. Darnold was 21 of 37 for 177. One touchdown, three picks, sacked three times. He was Darnold-esque. Chuba Hubbard, 24 carries, one-on-one, five catches, 33. Nine penalties for 69 for Carolina. I I, I made Carolina a three-point favorite because I didn't know what else to do. I don't think Minnesota's particularly good. I don't know that Carolina is. My power ratings come to Carolina one and a half. Right now I see one. uh, I do see one, one and a half out there. But yeah, I'm not going to – here we go, dicker. You got two two pieces of corn on that bingo card. Uh, I'm not going to dicker with that. We're going to use one I think is okay. Uh, and, and, again, I'm assuming no McCaffrey. If he's in, I'd probably raise it a little bit. But uh, I was assuming yes on McCaffrey. You're thought, assuming yes? I'm assuming was, no. I thought he was going to play yesterday. He I, he was questionable and then yeah. obviously didn't play. Yeah. If it's McCaffrey, I, I, I might go up to the one and a half, which was what my power range said. 
So I may do that. Just right, wanted to ask. Right. Well, yeah, we'll see. You know, um, but right now I wouldn't want to do it. By the way, I had a. I said something bad about Cousins last week. I said he's in the bottom third. I did, you know, total QBR. He's he's number 17 in QBR. So he's in the bottom half. Okay. And by the way, since we're mentioning QBRs, let's go. Um, Cousins, 28.2 yesterday. Not good. Even worse. You know what he was on that final drive? 100.0, baby. (laughs) Darnold, 18.2, which I think might be the low watermark. Kirk, for all you did wrong in Washington. Yeah. I thank you so much for yesterday's end. Coming back, guessing lines will actually talk baseball, too, right here. On a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. All right, let's do one more football game here before the break. Guessing lines continues. All right. The Chargers at the Ravens. Ooh, that's a game. Baltimore side unseen. They play the Colts tonight. A lot of people have Baltimore and teasers still pending tonight. Mm. Chargers yesterday beat the Browns 47 to 42 game of the day. And maybe, maybe the two teams along with the bills with apologies to the chiefs, they're going to vie for the AFC. Justin Herbert, 26 of 43 for 398, four touchdowns, no picks sacked twice yesterday, four carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. It was Justin Herbert. Get this. 11th year, 300 11th, the most ever by a quarterback in his first two seasons. Ever, anyone. 12 total touchdowns, no picks his last three games. Austin Eckler, 17 carries for 66 yards, two touchdowns, five catches for 53 and a touchdown. Mike Williams, eight for 165, two touchdowns. Keenan Allen, six for 75. The Chargers scored 26 fourth quarter points. 26. But now here's and needed the, every one of them. And needed every one of them. Here's the genius. Well, there's a few times. Let's go to Brandon Staley, who I now am convinced is the best coach in the National Football League. I will not be talked off this position. Yesterday, fourth and two at their own 24. Fourth and two at their own 24, down 27 to 13. With 10.34 left in the third quarter, he goes for it. Nine-yard gain. Because you know what Brandon Staley gets that no one else gets? If you're going to lose, lose by 100. It doesn't matter. But are we trying to win the game? You're playing win the game. It's not going to work out every time. Sometimes he's going to go down in flames. But if that's Anthony Lynn coaching that game yesterday, or maybe anybody else, the Chargers might get beat by three or four touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Instead, after that, they matriculate the ball down the field. Then they go for two. Down eight. Get that. And from 27 to 13, fourth and two at their own 24, it's 27 to 21, completely new ball game. Then fourth and eight, down 35 to 21, in field goal range of the Cleveland 24 with 748 left. Goes for it again. Fourth and eight. Doesn't, doesn't just kick the field goal to go from 14 to 11. 20-yard gain next play after that touchdown. Trailing 42 to 41, though. Here's the best part of it all. Third and two at the Cleveland 11 with 147 left. Staley understands there's no point in scoring quick. So he instructs Eckler to slide short of the goal line. If you're going in the end zone, slide short. Eckler does that. He makes Cleveland use their last time out, and he looks to milk the clock. Then, though, a little bit of an error. Mm-hmm. Rather than kneeling, mm-hmm. because obviously they don't trust Tristan Viscaino at all, their kicker, they run a play, and the Browns push Eckler into the end zone. It's Staley versus Stefanski yeah. in a genius battle. It, it, this was, yeah. it's a, what was your word, Parles? A symphony. This is beautiful. They fail to convert the two-point conversion, but the D holds it for a 47-42 win. 493 total yards. They gave up 531. 
There are your Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I said a pick them. Chargers and, and Ravens sight unseen. I don't know what to make it. My numbers come to uh, pick them. Actually, the Chargers may be a half a point favorite. I see the Ravens mostly three and a half with some juice on the dog or three. I'm definitely the Ravens are favored Ravens by are, yeah. three and a half. I think that's cra- I had to look at the injury list. Did something happen to Herbert? I know, it's, Chargers. We got our first play. What? Uh, okay. And I, let me tell you that sight unseen. But what? If, if the Chargers were going to kick a field goal and try to win by two, and I'm not sure if they were going to just figure Eckler could score again with no time remaining. Why didn't he just kneel? You know, <laughs> I love that. You, I mean, even you're sweating. Oh my God. I mean, if a two point charger win would have been a thing of beauty for us, saved us a ton. Wouldn't have made us a winner for the day, but yeah. it would have saved us a ton. I mean, and then when they drag him into the end zone, I'm thinking you gotta be kidding me. I know, I know they're not going to come down and score as good as, and I, by the way, I, I don't get all the Baker Mayfield hatred, but we'll talk about that some other time. But uh, I do. I think Staley's a great coach. I think Stefanski's a great coach. But how this game is three is just beyond me. And you For, said even three and a half? Three there? and a half with juice. They're both crazy. Yeah, I, it's wow. three and a half with juice. I do see a three out there, which is exactly what mm-hmm. I'm going to open. And by the way, these games that are threes, oh, I know we're running yeah. out of time. Go ahead. I'll talk about it. All right. We'll, we'll continue that on the other side of the break. I want to get Jeff's reaction to it, too. Coming back, guessing lines on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Slink, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, my Mishpucha, Jeffrey Parlay is here as well. Uh, we, we buried the headline on one of the biggest themes of the NFL yesterday, if not the biggest, which is no one can make an extra point anymore. No one can make a field. We talked about it in the Green Bay-Cincinnati game, but here's David Bierman over at uh, ESPN. Per ESPN Stats and Info, entering Sunday Night Football, this is before the Sunday Night game. I don't think anybody missed a kick in Sunday Night Football. There were 12 missed field goals and 12 missed extra points in week five. Going back to Thursday night. Since the extra point was moved back in 2015, week five of this season is the first week in that span to have double-digit missed field goals and double-digit missed extra points. I don't know what happened when they moved that extra point back because it's still a chip shot field goal, right? Still would be considered a chip shot field goal. But something gets in the head of these guys, yeah. and all of a sudden, by the way, that's one of the best things the NFL did. Oh, do I love that. it. I love it. it. It made the game so much better. Because it was such a non-play before that. It was that. a non-play, right, exactly. Before we move on, let's go back to that Chargers-Browns yeah. game. Because I think, again, symphony is a great word, what you said. Staley, we, on the Megapod on Thursday, we had Rufus Peabody, who was kind enough to join us also with Captain Jack here on a numbers game. But Rufus was talking about how, you know, this has been, you know, we got in a whole debate. I, I said Brandon Staley. I, I, I made the point that I thought in-game coaching is more important than preparation before a game. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously debatable. But we got, we went down, we went down a few rabbit holes, to be honest with you. But that Brandon Staley, specifically Staley, but also the Stefanski getting it and pushing Eckler in the end zone. That was a thing of beauty yesterday. It was brilliant on brilliant. both. Well, yeah. I still think it was more brilliant for Stefanski, which yeah. he would have just taken a knee, for God's sake. Come on, Staley. Uh, plus, I, you know, like I said, the two would have been a thing of beauty. You wanted to make a few points about I it. I do. We were talking about home field advantage very briefly, and then mm-hmm. we got cut off. Home field advantage is pretty much non-existent. 
And I know uh, Rufus has some numbers going back to like 2019. I take it back all the way to Bill Walsh, 80s, even into the 90s. Uh, he he kind of figured out a way for that 49er team to travel and not face a disadvantage being away from home. And I think, you know, if you look at the tree of, you know, Walsh people who are now in the league, Andy Reid, you know, there's a bunch of them. I think they learned that too. And and right now, Jeff Fogle, who I retweet an awful lot, Jeff Fogle does great analyses on college and pro football. He has he has one this morning, and he's been showing this for the last couple of weeks. Home field is essentially zero. Now, yeah. I still have some slight home fields because the market kind of dictates it, but it's really essentially zero. And yesterday, home home teams were five and eight, and we had a neutral game. Uh, they were five and eight against the spread. You know, I mean, it's it's and, and non-existent. Your, and your Seattle home field is going to dissipate now that Russell Wilson is out too. It's it's funny how that'll happen with home field, right? Yeah. If you're not good, you're just not good. Yeah, and you know, I have two teams with a three-point home field advantage: Green Bay. And Denver. Denver, for a variety of reasons, being up in altitude. Green Bay just plays better at home. They just do. Uh, but mostly I got like ones and twos. I, I see a straight two and a half here and there. You know, But home field is essentially nothing. By the way, just reminded me, I go through like a forensic um, analysis before on, all, on how we get to each and every number. And I do this for college and big games in college football and the whole thing in pro football. Your so articles are spectacular. They, Jeff DMs them to me every week. Yeah. They're awesome. Jeff, of course, helps me on the articles yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. The uh, you know, Getting back to what you said, Rufus Rufus Peabody, again, was on the Megapod. He, he did say that. And that's the thing, hanging out with Rufus whenever he's on the show. You always learn something. And we're talking about how there's no home field this year. We kind of figured last year with no fans there wouldn't be. But his numbers, like 20 to 2019, yeah. if you go back and crunch the numbers, there was no home field in 2019 yeah. either. Jeff, you wanted to say something about that too yesterday. Chargers. It was, again, it was, you basically just said it. If Anthony Lynn coached that game yesterday, that game is over in the third quarter. Yes. Because they would have punted on the fourth and two. Mm-hmm. They would have probably, they may have kicked the field goal on the fourth and eight. They also probably would have never have adjusted at all offensively because there was some times early in the first half where Cleveland's pass rush did whatever they wanted, and they were able to adjust and move Herbert out of the pocket. That led to a few big plays against that Cleveland secondary. That is a little bit of a problem. Uh, but but in the end, that is as well-coached and as well-played of a game as we have seen since that Ram Chief game on the Monday night at the Coliseum. And this game, again, it, to me, these are the two best teams in the AFC. I know Buffalo is going to be the favorite in the AFC, but I like these teams better than Buffalo. So. I'm loving wow. my 40 to one on Justin Herbert to wow. an MVP too. Oh man. Yeah. Loving that. I, I, I listen, I'll say this again too. It's not always going to work out. There's going to be some times he goes for it in situations and they're going to flame out and people are going to go after him. I'd much rather have that dude as my coach than anybody else. Now I will say this. As great as his press conference was the other day where he was going through the running game mattering, yeah. he's starting to do that in every press conference. That's going to start to annoy people, <laughs> right? That people are like, okay, not every, we don't need to lecture every time, Brandon. <clears throat> but, well, here's the other thing, too, that yeah. I think he's figured out, and maybe a couple other coaches now have figured out, too. If you're running your offense, you can you can get four, eight yards. Just because it's fourth down, there's not some magic. Right. You know, and before it'd be fourth and one, you'd line up in that tight formation. The whole world knew you were going to sneak or <laughs> get it to your right. fullback. I don't know if there's still fullbacks now, in this league. Now, apparently, you don't sneak. No one sneaks anymore. It's well, yeah, ridiculous. we had a fourth and goal from uh, the one, and uh, and uh, and the Jaguars line up. Yeah. And, 
you know, spread formation. You got a 6'5", 240-pound quarterback. At least have the threat of a sneak. You know. Only Tom Brady does. Only the 44-year-old. What's next, Joe? Bengals at the Lions. All right, well, we went through the Bengals' ridiculousness with all those missed kicks. Um, not much to say here. Joe Burrow was 26 of 38 for 281, two touchdowns, two picks, sacked three times. Jamar Chase does it again. Six for 159 and a touchdown. And Detroit we covered. By the way, Cincinnati's still 3-2. and two. Detroit somehow is 0-5. And, and I'll say this again. Even before that sequence at the end that we described where the Lions, you know, got the fumble from Madison and they scored, and then Dan Campbell went for two. Good on Dan Campbell. And they took a lead with less than a minute. You're like, how? You know, for that whole game, Detroit should have been in that game or should have been leading. Like, it was the week before, remember, where they had three first and goals against the Bears, and they couldn't get in the end zone. They couldn't score any points. I guess what I'm saying is they just they just figure out a way to lose. They shouldn't be 0-5, and yet here they are. Goff was 21 of 35 for 203, no touchdowns, one pick, sacked four times. Cincinnati minus three at Detroit. I don't want to add any more. Uh, it's three and a half. My number's going to be two and a half. I think I like the three and a half a little bit better the more I look at it. A uh, couple things here. First of all, I thought Jared Goff, when I went through um, the QBRs, total QBRs this morning, he was way down the list, and I thought he'd be up a little higher because one thing I said about Detroit not being – as potentially bad as some of the other bottom of the league is they had a quarterback who was competent. I'm looking at the numbers. Boy, he's not really not been very good. Uh, the other thing, I have a friend on, and he's a personal friend of mine, a good follow on Twitter, QC. I think you know QC. Mm-hmm. He tweets us both oh, a lot. Yeah. The quant coach. And yes. he has a, a way of an analyzing uh, you know, uh, plays and, and play design. And he says Detroit's play design is still horrible. Now, I know they're playing their butts off for this guy which I think that means a lot in football, it really does. Uh, but the play doesn't I have to respect QC. Um, I'm not sure I'm quite ready to go there yet, but he, he really thinks their play design is horrible. I, I don't know what it is about the Lions. You watch those games, and you're like, there's no reason they should be losing this football game. And yet they somehow just manage to – they can they can matriculate down the field yeah. to a certain point, and then something inevitably goes wrong. Yeah, I mean, they, they you know, with a miracle, they still only scored 17 points. Right. So maybe QC's on to something there. But, uh, you know, like I said, my power range come to two and a half, but I, I think I like three and a half. The more I, I see that, I like that a little bit. By the way, Joe Burrow is a hell of a player. He's amazing. He's hurt. He He's hurt his throat. So I throat, think I'm assuming he's okay. Throat contusion. Had yeah. to be taken to the hospital after the game. That was after his head got slammed in yeah. the turf where it looked like, oh, my God, he's got to be concussed. He came right back in the game. Yeah. Now, Zach Taylor, is he learning football a little bit? Because I've, I've really knocked the heck out of this guy. Well, we went through the, the kick. Is Zach Taylor going for it on fourth? and I mean, uh, opting to kick a 49-yarder on yeah. fourth and short. By the way, LaFleur did the same thing. It just happened to work out for him in the end. Thanks. One last note on the Lions. Yes. They're the first team in NFL history to lose two games in the same season on kicks of 50 yards or longer with no time left on the clock. Oh and they've God. done it two times in three weeks. There you go. Oh, my God. Your yeah. Detroit Lions. How painful we try to... it would be to be a Lions fan. I mean, uh. I'm 65 years old. They've had so many brief little glimpses of just being good. You know, forget contender. I mean, being good. Think about their two greatest players just walked away at the peak, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Yeah. They're like, we can't take this anymore. Yeah. Those are my words, not theirs. Next. Rams and Giants. Uh, Rams played Thursday. Remember, they beat the Seahawks in that game, which we did blow by blow. Stafford was 25-37 for 365. One touchdown, one pick. He sacked once. 
Henderson Jr., 17 for 82 and a touchdown. Woods, big day, big day for Robert Woods. 12 catches for 150. Cooper Cup, 7 for 92. 476 total yards. And the Giants lose to Dallas. Saquon Barkley, first quarter injury, 6-17 left. He rolls his ankle. He landed on Jordan Lewis of the Cowboys, carted off. Looked like he had a grapefruit in his ankle. Ruled out for the rest of the game. Daniel Jones carted off late second quarter, 3-14 left. After a third and goal run from the one, not a sneak, ran to the outside, concussed. Galladay, knee out. Jones ended up 5 of 13 for 98. Glennon, 16 of 25 for 196 in relief. Or Glennon, as Gruden called him. Kadarius Tony was great, 10 for 189. Then he got in the fisticuffs. Cowboys beat the Giants 44 to 20. But I don't know. We don't know about Saquon. We don't know about Daniel Jones. The Rams are going to be double digits. I said I put 10 and a half down. That's exactly what I see. That's exactly what my power ratings come to. But boy, there's a lot of moving parts here for Yes. I don't see it could be higher. I don't see it going down much from the ten and a half, but it could go up. It could go up. I'll, I'll probably open ten and a half, but I'll be uh, extremely careful with this game as I read the injury report. That's what I said to my buddy, who's a Washington fan. I was like, dude, we could be Giants oh, man. fans. Jeez. We could be Giants fans. Yeah. This could be much worse right now. We'll come back. More guessing lines. Oh, those tennis picks. Those are next. We've got to talk about this boxing match the other night too. Wilder and Fury three. It's a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Afternoon. Cardinals at Browns. This is the first of the afternoon. This is the games? first of the afternoon. Cardinals at Browns, the only undefeated team in the National Football League, the Arizona Cardinals. Five and zero. Oh. The Browns, three and two, but I would still consider them among the elite despite that loss to the Chargers yesterday. Arizona, Kyler Murray yesterday in a 17 to 10 win over the Niners. Which, Jeff, you were saying you had the Niners and you thought you had the right side. I did. Uh, I don't know about that. Trey Fair Lance, enough. Trey Lance running the single wing. I don't know. Maybe. Um, do any of us have the right side in any of this? That's, <laughs> that's, a, point. that's, an, that's another thing. There's maybe like <laughs> yes. 20, 25% of the games where you say, I clearly had the right that's side. That's right. You know, If you're being honest, that's yeah, the Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay yesterday was clearly the right Correct. side. Correct. Kyler Murray in this win over the uh, Niners, 22 of 31 for 239, one touchdown, no pick, sack twice. DeAndre Hopkins, 6 for 87 and a touchdown. Man, is he great. And then Cleveland in that loss to the Chargers, 47 to 42. Baker Mayfield, I know you wanted to say something about Baker here, Chrissy. 23 yeah. of 32 for 306, two touchdowns, no picks, sacked once. Nick Chubb, 21 for 161 and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt, 12 catches for 61 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Njoku, seven catches for 149 and a touchdown. Peoples-Jones, five for 70. 531 total yards in defeat. 230 rushing. In fact, the Browns are now the first team since 1989, since the 1989 Bengals, with 150-plus rushing yards in each of the first five games of the season. You know what I remember about the 89 Bengals? That Jamie Morris had 45 carries for Washington in the final game of the season against them. That's all I remember. <laughs> okay. Allowed touchdowns. Uh, by the way, of course, that Bengals team got to the Super Bowl and lost to Joe Montana. That was the Icky Woods team, I think, right? Uh, was... I don't know, but that was the Jonathan. That was the the John Taylor touchdown yeah, at the yeah. end to beat him. Yeah. Allowed touchdowns the uh, Browns did on the final four Chargers drives, excluding the kneel down. They allowed touchdowns on final four Chargers drives. I, I think Cleveland should be the favorite. I made him a three-point favorite here. Wow, look at you. What is it? Uh, I see two and a half with a ton of juice on Cleveland. 
I think they should be the favorite. I, my numbers came to pick them. I was finally uh, getting convinced on the Cardinals a little bit here. If you if, On primetime action, we talk a lot about the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And Matt Brown, my co-host, is convinced they're, he's got them in like the top three power rated. Don't hold me to that, but definitely top yeah. five power rated, despite their three and two record. I'm with him to some degree. I have, like I said, my grading system, I have them seventh. Uh, power ratings, I have them way up there. And I still give them two and a half points for home field, which is high according to my ratings. Uh, but I still thought this game should be more like a pick. I think I have my half point favorite, Browns half point favorite. Uh, I thought two and a half was a little. I'm going to open two and a half, though, because I see a two and a half with a lot of juice. And I'm sure they'll lay it to me, you know, because, uh, you know, when guys see a two and a half or a three and a half, yeah. there's two two <laughs> assumptions they make. Yes. Number one, the game's definitely coming three. Sure. And number two, I'll never see that half point again in my life. So I have to <laughs> pound the hell out of it. That last part is so true. <laughs> oh, I better get there quick. <laughs> He'll, ne- he'll never be there. Of course, with the, with the Green Bay game, they were yeah. right. <laughs> if it, the thing about Arizona, and the reason that I made the Browns three-point favorites, is if Arizona can't shake Trey Lance and the Niners. They did not play well yesterday. They with did that not. vanilla offense. And Cleveland has a great D just like, you know, they have a, as one of the great Ds in the yeah. league, I think. Again, Cleveland going back to, I'm sorry, going back to QBRs. Yeah. Um, Kyler Murray, who I'm slow to acknowledge as being great, 32.5. Slow to acknowledge. Uh, Cleveland, Baker Mayfield, 53.0 for QBR. So, I mean, Baker played really well yesterday. I don't understand the Baker hate. I just, I don't get it. So, basically, Tom Brady by far had the best QBR. He's better than anyone, with Uh, the exception of maybe the same guys we would imagine, like Aaron Rodgers. No, there's some other ones. I mean, I think... uh, Josh Allen had the best QBR oh, yesterday. Forgot about we haven't gotten to him. We haven't gotten to him. Yeah, but Tom Brady was right up there, 80.5. Jeez. Uh, there was one other guy. Uh, I love that you're looking at QBR again. Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, um, yeah. Um, for the Chargers. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, 84.8. Ah, there's my guy. You know, I'd call him the MVP. I'd call Juan <laughs> Soto the MVP of the NFL, and I'd call Justin Herbert the MVP of the NFL. Not but bad, that's sir. just me. I might be biased. We'll come back. More guessing lines. Numbers came at Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Raiders at Broncos. Raiders at Broncos. Well, that was the strangest performance of the week. The Raiders. Losing to a rookie quarterback, Justin Fields, who didn't put up numbers at all, as we described. The Bears go to 3-2. and two. The Raiders fall to 3-2 and two after starting 3-0. and oh. Derek Carr, 22 of 35 yesterday for 206. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. Missed some receivers. His receivers let him down some other times. The Raiders had 10 penalties for 82 yards. It's their third straight game without a takeaway. And they're traveling to Denver, who were also 3-0 and are now 3-2, both looking up at the Chargers in that division. Teddy Bridgewater, and this gets to your game with the Steelers, Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos looked like they were dead in the water in this game. All of a sudden, you looked up, and I was, like, texting people. I was like, holy crap, Denver. Bridgewater, 24 for 38, 288, two touchdowns, one pick, sacked twice. Cortland Sutton, seven catches for 120 to touchdown. Tim Patrick, seven catches for 89 for the Broncos against the Steelers yesterday. Four punts and two field goals on their first six drives. Dug themselves a hole. Trailed 24 to six after the third quarter and had a shot at this late, but ended up losing 27 to 19. Um, Denver minus three and a half is what I guessed here. My power ratings come to three. 
I see it three with juice on the favorite, three and a half juice on the dog. So it's one of those. Three and a half juice on the choice. dog. So here Bingo. we go again. Yeah. Here we go again. It's going to be my week. Yeah. Just, you know, for, it's not quite as big a game as uh, the, the Sunday night game was last night with uh, the Bills and the, uh, and the Chiefs. But I'm going to do that dance all week, three, three and a half. I, I think I'm going to open three. They'll, like I said, they'll lay it to me because it's, for sure, the game's coming three, and it'll be the last three that'll ever exist in, <laughs> in the history of handicapping. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to say this: I have done quite accurately well picking lines here today. The exceptions being that Chargers Ravens line makes no sense to me whatsoever. Give me the Chargers all day if I'm catching three or three and a half. And the other one was Houston, which I get why they're massive underdogs to Indianapolis, but I said seven and a half, and you're telling me it was ten. Which I just don't think, on principle, the Colts should be ten point favorites. I get they haven't played yet tonight. I don't think they should be ten points favorites against anybody. The question is, am I racing to the window to bet the Texans? And the answer is no. One more afternoon game, Jeff. Dallas at New England. Oh wow! So Dallas beats the Giants, as we talked about. Though the Giants were decimated. Saquon out in the first quarter. Daniel Jones out in the second. Kenny Galladay also out with a knee. Ankle for Saquon. Concussion on Daniel Jones. So Dallas ends up rolling. By the way, the first part of that game, when they were down three to nothing, Dallas had a second goal, second and goal at the five. Late first quarter, Dak took his eyes off the snap and fumbled. Mm -hmm. And you thought, oh, man, maybe this is a day where the Giants are going to have things go their way. No. In fact, worse beyond what we could have imagined. But uh, Dak ends up 22 of 32 for 302, three touchdowns, one pick, sack twice. Zeke, 21 for 110 and a touchdown. Pollard, 14 for 75 on the ground, four for 28 receiving. C.D. Lamb, four for 84 and a touchdown. Schultz, Dalton Schultz, six for 79. Amari Cooper, three for 16 to touchdown. Dallas was eight of 14 on third downs. They had 515 total yards of offense, 201 rushing. A very Cleveland Browns-esque Scoring line. And then there's New England, who a lot of people had in Survivor. I was going to have them in Survivor, but as I mentioned earlier, once you knew about the offensive line woes, injuries, and COVID, I just couldn't take them anymore. I ended up in Minnesota. Both got through. New England was trailing 22-9, to as we mentioned, to the Texans, and it looked like they were going to lose this outright. But Bill Belichick, who's 21-6 and lifetime straight up versus rookies going into this, Ends up 22-6 and six straight up against rookie quarterbacks. By the way, Tua did beat him last year. Last time he lost to a rookie quarterback. By the way, did we clarify the Tua news from earlier? I think Don Best might have uh, jumped the gun there. So you got okay, that from that's Don That's I got it from Don Yeah, I, Tua is eligible to be taken off IR. There has been no inclination that that has happened yet. Okay. Yeah, I have not seen anything but Don Best reporting. Okay. Thank you for that. Back to New England. Jones. Uh, Mac Jones, 23 of 30 for 231, one touchdown, one pick, sack once. Damian Harris, 14 of 58 and a touchdown, but he lost a fumble at the goal line. Remember, he blew that game week one with a fumble, one could argue, right, against the Dolphins. Those of us who had the Patriots that day certainly do argue that with just over a minute left at a fumble there. So you figure, like, in the, in past seasons, if a running back for Bill Belichick fumbles once, let alone twice, it's doghouse for mm -hmm. weeks. But or, I don't think the Patriots. Or maybe career. Uh, yeah, or maybe career. I don't think the Patriots have that luxury anymore. 
Uh, Hunter Henry, six catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. As I mentioned, 22 to nine. The Patriots score the last 16 points of that ball game yesterday. Win it 25 to 22. Dallas has got to be a favorite, though, on the road against the Patriots. And Dallas may just run away with the NFC East. They're four and one. Washington does have the get out of jail free stretch at the end of the year where they play five division mm-hmm. opponents. But right now, it looks like it's Dallas's division. I'll say Dallas minus four and a half on the road. Uh, you're a shade high. Oh, I do see one four and a half, uh, but it's mostly four. My power ratings come to exactly four. Uh, interesting, though, when I was looking at QBRs, you know, Dak 41.0 for yesterday. I thought that was weird. I thought it would be a lot higher than that. I mean, they scored a ton of points. We've they had, had a lot of help. Remember you and I, through the years, whenever you bring up total QBR, which yeah. is an ESPN stat, right. total QBR, there are some very funny outcomes yeah. with I, individual games. I like looking at it, but it's like a lot of other stats. It does yeah. not tell you the whole story. It's just one little piece of the puzzle that I do like to look at. Uh, 41.0 for Dak. I thought he played much better than yeah. that for a guy that needed the Giants and was watching that game. He I looked think, much better than below average, right. I would say. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jones, 66.2, which I was surprised. That was surprisingly high. So, uh, you know, just a little weird. By the way, we never mentioned for the Raiders, um, Carr, 28.4 was his QBR. Not very good. And Teddy against the Steelers, 41.6. So S- both below S- average. Since you bring it up, can we go back to the Raiders for a second? Sure. So the big thing this, you know, and it came up late Friday. We were already off the air on a numbers game. It came up late Friday, this off-the-field stuff, where a 2011 email yeah. uh, with racial tropes from, from John Gruden were brought up. And usually on this show, because it's a numbers game, we don't really talk about things like that because I don't really put a whole bunch of stock into you know, it being a distraction. Yeah. Though after that performance on Sunday, I think it is worth asking, do you think that was a distraction? I don't know. I heard there were some players that went up to Gruden, gave him a big hug, and says, we got your back. You know, we're okay. You know, black players. Um, but, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Without commenting too much. It was the weirdest performance it, of the week. Yeah, it took 10 years for that thing to come out, you know. And, uh, you know, say what you will about yeah, I was really stupid, you know, to, to put that on, you know, in print or in email, whatever it was. Well, it's really stupid, period. Yeah, yeah it was really stupid. You know, um, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I tend to ignore those kind of things, too, because, you know, sometimes I think guys can rally behind a guy and sometimes they can not. You know, so I, I don't know. And, and anyone who, you know, and Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy last night, anyone who has spent time with John Gruden, they all, to a man, yeah. seem to stand behind him. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not making a judgment at all about John Gruden. What I'm saying is. Do you think the whole kerfuffle, if I can use that word, kerfuffle, is that on the bingo card? Uh, do you think that that, because I just don't ask that because they end up losing at home to a rookie quarterback who did virtually nothing and they're dropping balls, they're missing yeah, receivers. It was a horrible performance. Horrible performance. Yeah. That was the biggest survivor uh, loss for people yesterday, those yeah. who had the Raiders. Kerfuffle um, on the British bingo on the British, version. <laughs> on the, the British version of this. Uh, but back to Dallas, Net New England, anything else on that? So you're putting up what on that? I'm putting up four. Like I said, I see mostly four. I see one, four and a half, uh, but I'm going to use four. You're going to use four. Okay. All right. We got the uh, the primetime games to get to, week six in the National Football League. And I'm thinking about survivor picks here so far this coming week. Yeesh. Uh, Indianapolis, I guess, so far. You use the Rams The Rams. No, I haven't used the Rams. I could use the Rams. So Rams and Indy right now are looking like the two teams, right? The Rams and Indy. Because the Rams may not be playing. Who knows who the Giants are going to have. I know. 
But so that's only going up, I think. But you might want to save the Rams, too. That's the thing. All right, we'll come back. Primetime games, week six. Guessing lines right here on a numbers game at Visa in the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play Sunday night football in Pittsburgh the Steelers welcome Geno Smith and the Seahawks oh yes I always know when Jeff's laughing it's what's to come must be awesome Seattle at Pittsburgh Seattle's got extra rest let's give them that much the two and three Seahawks against the two and three Steelers so Russell Wilson again just rehashing Thursday was 11 of 16 for 152 and then he jams his finger on Aaron Donald's, was his shoulder pad in the end? Kind of tough to read what he jammed it on. But anyway, he came in for one more drive, and that was the end of that, one more sequence. And they are targeting now for Russell Wilson's return week 10. Yeah, We're just headed into week six. Now, I said on this show many times that I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know if it's because Russell Wilson will be a little older and can't put on his Superman cape and escape you know, get the Seahawks out of jams. But whenever that day comes, this team is going to fall off a cliff. Well, that day may have come. Gino, by the way, in relief. Can we give Gino Smith some juice, though? He was great the other night, all things considered. 10 of 17 for 131, one touchdown, one pick. He was not sagged. DK Metcalf, five for 98, two touchdowns. But it is Gino Smith, and it's not Russell Wilson. More importantly, the last part of that sentence, it's not Russell Wilson. And so... Pittsburgh, who beat Denver, as we talked about, Big Ben. I'm curious as your thoughts, uh, what your thoughts are on Big Ben. Because we got into a little megapod debate on Big Ben, too. Where Wishnev keeps saying, Todd Wishnev keeps saying, it's not Big Ben's fault. To which all of us in chorus say, well, it's kind of his fault, too. Big Ben was 15-25 for 253. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Najee, 23 for 122 on the ground and a touchdown. Two catches for 20. Chase Claypool, 5 for 130 and a touchdown. Deontay Johnson, 2 for 72 and a touchdown in their win over Denver. Again, staving off a Broncos comeback. But a potential devastating injury while the Steelers uh, 
are waiting on the Juju Smith-Schuster issue. Yeah, it doesn't look good. doesn't look good. Um, Pittsburgh's going to be, it's Geno, it's not Russell Wilson. So, I mean, this is probably Pittsburgh minus six. And if it were Russell Wilson, this wouldn't even be three. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. You know, my power ratings come to three, and I don't think I've properly adjusted for Geno Smith because I'm with you. Who's the guy, since we've been doing this podcast, I've been telling you I hate rooting against this guy, and I am wind up rooting against him every week because of my wallet, Russell is Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. And I kind of think you're right. So I think I need to downgrade Seattle even more than I have because I do I buy into what you said. Meanwhile, the number's four and a half. I see a five out there. I think I like the five best. I think that's what I'm going to open. It does kind of put you in no man's land. Interesting note, though. Uh, when I was going through QBRs, Geno Smith and Russell Wilson had the exact same QBR. In that in, game. In that game. Yeah. 52.7, which is pretty good because well, Geno did play well. One was 11 for 16 for 152. And the other was 10 of 17 for 131. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so he played well, but it is Geno Smith. Uh, ben, 75.9 is best performance so far of the year. I'm somewhere between Wishnev and the rest of you guys. So I think the offensive line, I was re- naturally reading a lot of stories this morning about the Steelers. The offensive line played really well. It's a really young offensive line. Three guys, essentially, who are pretty much rookies. Are they getting better? You know, maybe. I mean, it's hard to say after one game. But Najee Davenport it looked like the guy that they drafted and what they wanted him to be. Big Ben was hit like twice. I mean, hit twice, sacked zero times. Um all that is a prescription for a victory because Big Ben, you know, I know he's 39, but he's not Tom Brady. He's just not. He's got to be a game manager. He's got to make the occasional throw, an occasional big pass down down the field. And he's done that yesterday. He was very, very good. Is that sustainable for the rest of the year? I don't know. I don't know. But the defense is still really good. You know, they led Denver back in that game yesterday, which is a little disappointing. I don't think T.J. Watt is fully back from his injury yet. Yeah, so there's a lot of good things with the Steelers, but a lot of question marks too. I'm going to open five. I think that's an okay number. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I think we'll, I think we'll learn a lot about this team this week, even though they're playing a team with, uh, without their star. You, uh, you, you brought up old Steeler Najee Davenport as well when, you, when obviously you met Najee Harris. But Najee Harris, a, yeah. <laughs> Najee, but, did I say Najee Davenport? Najee Davenport, yeah. I mean, but no, it's just Najees. I, I forgot that they had a previous Najee. They had the another Steelers. Najee. They yeah. had another Harris too, by the way. Long time. Oh, ago. many times. He was pretty Harris. good. Yes. Oh, that guy. That was one of the times. That was one of the few times in life where you go, <laughs> you got annoyed with me because I dared say something wrong about Franco Harris. Oh yeah. Don't don't do, don't do that. Don't do it. It's too soon. Too soon. He did kind of run out of bounds. Yeah, like I said, the weight of those four Super Bowl rings, the momentum carried oh, a lot of them. I see, that was it. Monday night. The Bills at the Titans. All right, so the Bills. Um, look, this was just unbelievable last night from them. The Chiefs looked outmanned every which way. In the end... Josh Allen only completed 15 passes. This was the amazing thing about last night. He only completed 15 passes. He was 15 of 26 for 315 yards. Boop, 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 boop. That's 21 yards a pass. A completion. Pardon me. 21 yards a completion. And it's like every time he would have time, which was like basically every time, Somebody was just going downfield. It was like, okay, uh, Knox, you just keep drifting further and further downfield. I'll get you eventually. The tight end. And it wasn't just Knox. It was anybody who was out there. It was an incredible performance. 
So Buffalo has now led at halftime in 14 straight regular season games. Now, on the surface, that doesn't seem like much. That's an NFL record. Think about that. Because obviously you only have 30 minutes to go ahead. 14 straight games they've led at halftime. NFL record. Allen was 15 of 26 for 315. Three touchdowns, no picks, wasn't sacked. 11 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown. That was the other thing. He knew exactly... He could read that defense to a T. He was like, oh, I'm going up the gut, and I'm going to slide, and everybody's going to be annoyed that they can't touch me. Knox, speaking of Dawson Knox, three for 117 in the touchdown, 436 total yards for the uh, Bills. They did give up a whole bunch. Ten penalties for 103 yards. They overcame that. And again, one last shout to the referees in that game, and I don't mean shout in a good way. You can, you can call a penalty on any play in the National Football League. Pretty much. They tried doing it last night. <laughs> It was, it was so unwatchable at one point. Again, that sequence at the beginning when it, uh, of the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter when it was 31 to 20, and it was like the phantom hold followed by the phantom roughing the passer. You're like, what am I watching? Tennessee, the one team we haven't really talked about today, they beat Jacksonville. We did mention that when we are talking about Jacksonville. Tennessee ends up winning it pretty handily. Tannehill, 14 of 22 for 197. One touchdown, no picks, sacked three times. Three carries for 21. Derrick Henry, what a luxury. 29 carries for 130, 130 yards, three touchdowns, Tennessee plus two in turnovers in that ball game. So Tennessee ends up rolling the Jags 37 to 19, easily covering the four. That game uh, goes over the 48 and a half as well. But that's a Derrick Henry show. Buffalo is going to be a favorite. I think they're more than a three point favorite. I said Buffalo minus four. Four and a half. My numbers come to five and a half. I'm going to open at five. Um, you know, I just see the public bet in Buffalo, and I'm not that sure they'd be wrong. Uh, by the way, talking about QBR, um, Josh Allen, 91.6. Tannehill, 74.1. Interesting note about Josh Allen. He had virtually no scholarship offers coming out of high school. Just Wyoming. That's the only no, one? No, he went to a junior college oh, first, first. Then went to Wyoming. Oh. And then when he got drafted, I was among those guys saying, boy, I'm not so sure about this guy's a first-round draft boy. Me too. Then, then that first year, he was wildly inaccurate. Which is what he was in college. Which is what he was in college. Yeah. I said, okay, well, just, you know, this guy's just not going to be that good. And people like Dr. Bob will tell you, accuracy is the one thing you can't improve on. Until now. Until now. Until now. I don't know what happened to this guy because he is so good. Jordan Palmer might have happened to him. Maybe. Maybe. Carson's He's been brother. a great yeah. QB coach yeah. for sure. I, I, it's amazing. You don't really see that. I know we're running out of time. I have to yeah. change one thing. Jeff Parlay, uh, the Dolphins, I'm going to open three and a half instead of four because of, uh, you know, the I don't know about Tua. What do you like best? Because I'll be honest with you, most weeks I've liked more. That hasn't served me well, quite frankly, so I'm almost happy. I only like the Chargers here. Yeah, that right now that's the only game I like right now, too. I'm going to have to look a little further. A couple I kind of lean, but I'd yeah, like the I mean, Chargers. I like Houston, but again, I'm not rushing to the window to bed. <laughs> I wouldn't rush to yeah. that one. I will walk, perhaps. I think slowly. I like the Dolphins a little bit too, though. You might be able to talk me into Dallas, but maybe not. I mean, also. Come on, the Jags. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Guessing lines. We'll do it again next week. Lombardi line next. Enjoy from Vison, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365. 
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.